Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's week is going well. I hope that everyone is feeling good, feeling ready for the weekend up ahead. What's new with me? I'm back from Italy. That vacation was amazing, you guys. I had so much fun, so much food, so much skiing, so much great quality time with my boyfriend's family. All around fantastic. And like I mentioned to you guys last week, it was very much a skiing vacation. And I am not an expert skier by any means, but I held my own. I did not fall one time. It was great. And also the scenery while you were skiing was so unbelievably beautiful that it made the activity that much more enjoyable. It was such a cool experience. And where we stayed was a true ski town. So you ski everywhere. You ski to restaurants, you ski to the resort. It makes it feel like you're doing it for a purpose, you know, like to get from one place to another. I've never really experienced anything like that, but I really loved it. Every day we woke up, we had a small breakfast, then we would put on our skis, get right on the chairlift, go up the mountains, ski down them, go to all the individual huts, eat food, drink drinks, look at the stunning views do more runs, go to more huts, and then early afternoon, we would ski down back to the resort, sit outside, have a happy hour, go in the pool, go in the sauna, enjoy a really nice dinner, play some games, have a nightcap, and then do it all over again the next day. So ideal, so relaxing, but still every day it felt really full. It's crazy, I feel like this trip went by incredibly fast, which I'm definitely sad about. I 100% could have stayed for longer, but I'm just happy that I experienced what I did. It was fantastic. It completely exceeded all of my expectations. But now, of course, I am back to reality, back to work, back to the routine. I do have some of my best friends coming this weekend to Chicago, which I am incredibly excited about. So that should be fun. I will report back on that weekend next week to you guys. So I'm making it through today and getting prepped for them to come tomorrow. But first, we need to get into the rest of this episode. So up next, you guys know the drill, what's hot? This week, I feel like so many people coming off of this last Sunday, we're talking all about the Oscars, which is funny because I feel like usually no one really talks about the Oscars, but they're talking about it this year. And of course, it's because of a scandal. That's always how it is. But before we get into the scandal, let's talk about the winners. Let's focus on what the Oscars are supposed to be about. I'm just going to read them off to you guys so that you stay informed, you know who won. Maybe it influences your decision on whether or not you want to watch these movies. Maybe you only like to watch the winners. I don't know, but if that is you, you're going to find out who the winners are right now. The 94th Academy Awards winner of Best Picture, Coda. Winner of Best Actor, Will Smith for King Richard. Pretty much everyone by this point probably knows about that win because of the next story that we're going to talk about. Winner of Best Actress, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best Original Song, No Time to Die, by Billie Eilish and Phineas. Best Animated Feature, Encanto. Best Director, 
Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. International feature film, Drive My Car. Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Best Documentary Feature, Summer of Soul. Live Action Short Film, The Long Goodbye. Best Original Screenplay, Belfast. Best Adapted Screenplay, Coda. Best Makeup and Hairstyling, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best Visual Effects, Dune. Best Original Score, Dune. Best Animated Short Film, The Windshield Wiper. Best Short Documentary, The Queen of Basketball. Best Cinematography, Dune. Best Costume Design, Cruella. Best Film Editing, Dune. Best Production Design, Dune. And lastly, Best Sound, Dune. So as you can see, the ones that took home the most awards were Coda and Dune. Very impressive. Unfortunately, I have not seen either of those movies yet, but now's the time. To my defense, I really wanted to see Dune for a long time, but I wanted to see it in theaters, and there was just never a good time to do that, so that's why I didn't see that movie. Coda, I feel like it just slipped through the cracks for me. I was very aware that it was there that I could watch it, but I think it's just that I don't go on Apple TV as much as all the other platforms, so if there ever is a moment when I don't have other content to watch, that's not the first platform that I would go on. But regardless, I am pretty positive that I will eventually see both of these films. Congratulations to all the winners. Such an exciting moment. I cannot even imagine how it would feel to win an Oscar. I know that some people don't care about the awards or the accolades. I get it. But for me, I do see it as an honor, so I would definitely be happy if I won one. I wonder if I would prepare a speech and then just pretend like it was off the cuff. I think that's what I would do because it's kind of presumptuous to have a speech ready thinking that you're gonna win but then at the same time if you win and you're not prepared and you can't thank all the right people that would really stress me out too so yeah i think that i would prepare it and then if i won i would deliver it as if i had not already written the speech if i ever win an oscar and i'm up there and you hear my speech you guys will have the insight that that's what i did you never know crazier things have happened other than just the winners of the oscars there were hosts this year, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. I thought they did really well, I found them to be very funny, and also considering that this was a very tall task, they have not had a host for the Oscars in a while. So for them to come off of that dry spell and deliver how they did, I thought it was super impressive. I also feel like it helped significantly that they were comedians, at least Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, I don't know if she's known to be a comedian, but she's definitely been in comedies. I think the comedy experience definitely helps. More than that, I think that stand-up experience helps a lot. I think that's when it's the most entertaining, when it feels like it's natural, off the cuff. But then again, Chris Rock also does stand-up comedy, and we all saw how that turned out. So maybe it's just the wrong crowd for that. Speaking of that Chris Rock mention... We can now get into the moment that everyone is talking about regarding the Oscars. Kind of a shame that this is the main thing that people are talking about, but that's what happens, you guys. 
Scandal outweighs a lot of things. That's what people gravitate towards. And look, here we are talking about it on Typically Peachy. If you guys live under a rock, or maybe you just didn't watch the Oscars and don't have social media and don't talk to people that follow any sort of pop culture at all, then here is what happened on Sunday night. According to Variety.com and pretty much every single other outlet, everyone covered this story. Will Smith smacks Chris Rock on Oscar stage after Jada Pinkett Smith joke. Chris Rock and Will Smith had an altercation during the 2022 Oscar telecast. Rock appeared on stage to present the Oscar for documentary feature and made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith being in G.I. Jane because of her shaved head. Smith then took to the stage to slap Rock. Although it appeared to be a joke at first, Smith returned to his seat and yelled at Rock, quote, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. You guys understand what the bleeping part is. Many in the Oscars audience appeared stunned at the altercation. Diddy was an ex-presenter during the ceremony where he appeared to introduce the 50th anniversary celebration to The Godfather. Diddy addressed the situation by saying, quote, Will and Chris, you're gonna solve this like family. Right now, we're moving on with love. Everyone make some noise. Smith's publicist, Meredith O'Sullivan, came by him at the commercial break to have a discussion. Also during the break, Denzel Washington got up to speak to Smith privately. Smith revealed during his Best Actor speech that Washington said to him, quote, At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. During Smith's speech, he later apologized to the Academy and his fellow nominees for his actions. He also said, quote, Richard Williams was a fierce defender of his family. Such a wild moment. When I was watching this, at first it looked fake, because when Will Smith got up there, it's like he swung for a punch, but he actually slapped him. So it looked fake. But then, obviously, when you see him go back to his seat, and he shouts that, and you can see him mouth the words, apparently, in the Australian version, they didn't bleep out what he was saying. But in the U.S. version, it was just silence, and you could see the screen which was very awkward. Both versions were very awkward, honestly. I watched the Australian one with sound. Just a crazy scenario. And in my opinion, so sad that that was Will Smith's reaction because it made his Oscar win about that. Imagine winning your first Oscar and right before that, you just legitimately slapped somebody on that stage that you're accepting that award. I can't even imagine, and again, like I said, that is the thing that everyone is remembering from the Oscars this year. So when we remember that Will Smith got this award, it's going to be synonymous to what he did right before that. It goes down in history the same way that Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift at the VMAs does. You know, a moment in outburst like that. It's something that is just ingrained in pop culture now. Kind of unfortunate in my opinion. And of course, there are going to be instances when comedians go too far and it's really going to affect somebody. You know, the whole reason that Jada has a shaved head is because of alopecia. So clearly, that joke affected Jada. She had a very visible negative reaction to it. And then Will Smith took action in a physical way. It's really tough. And I think for comedians too, they just shoot their shot every single time. Sometimes it lands. Sometimes people hate them for it. You really can't control it if you're going to push it like that. 
but some people also don't even think that that joke was pushing it that much. So everyone obviously has vastly different opinions, especially when it comes to comedy. What's appropriate? What's not? What's pushing it too far? What's holding back too much? This is definitely a situation where things went wrong. But it is what it is, and of course the internet is having a heyday with this moment. There are memes galore, everyone is loving it for that. And you know what, this may be just one of the most talked about Oscars in a long time. Not necessarily for the reasons that maybe they want, but like I was saying, scandal sells. Let's see if next year the ratings for the Oscars go up, just in case something wild like this happens again, people aren't going to want to miss it. Alright, that rounds out the 2022 Oscars news, and that also rounds out the what's hot section this week. So let's get right in to what's good. Continuing on with content, and content that had to do with the Oscars, because the actress from this movie won Best Actress this year. The film that I am recommending is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Here's your summary. In the 1970s, Tammy Faye Baker and her husband Jim rise from humble beginnings to create the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park. Tammy Faye becomes legendary for her indelible eyelashes, her idiosyncratic singing, and her eagerness to embrace people from all walks of life. However, financial improprieties, scheming rivals, and a scandal soon threatened to topple their carefully constructed empire. I watched this film on the way back from Italy, and it was so entertaining. I think that Jessica Chastain definitely deserved the Oscar. I thought that she was so good. Andrew Garfield also did a great job. He played Jim. This story is so interesting, and I thought that they portrayed it in a very entertaining way. I didn't know anything about Tammy Faye before I watched this movie, and how she was depicted, her demeanor, her singing, her words, her look, everything. So unique to an individual, it's very fascinating to watch. It's dramatic, it's musical, there's romance, it's based on a real story. All elements of a good watch. If you guys want to see it, you can watch it on Hulu, and I believe it is now also on HBO. Next up for what's good, continuing on with our now theme of celebrity, is a book that is about a celebrity, but a fictional one. This book is one that so many people have talked about, I've been wanting to read it forever, and I finally got around to it. It is called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Here's your book summary. The 2017 novel follows Monique, a journalist struggling to make a name for herself after receiving an offer to interview the mysterious and reclusive 1960s Hollywood starlet Evelyn Hugo about fame, scandal, and love. This book is 100% worth the hype. It's so good. This was the first time that I read a book not on my Kindle in a long time, so I actually had the soft cover version. I bought it when I was going to go on another trip in February, and I just didn't end up reading it on that trip, but I brought it to Italy with me. Such a good decision, because I loved reading it there. I feel like I haven't read a book in so long. You guys may remember, but I was in a book club a while ago. 
once that stopped, I really have not read a book in a while. And before that, I was reading a book every single month. So I definitely missed it, and I was very excited to pick up this one. Definitely give it a read if you haven't already. My one critique on the book, just one, and I'm not sure if anybody else felt this way, it could very well be just a me thing, but I don't love knowing that there's gonna be a twist at the start of the book, which really isn't a spoiler. The fact that this old Hollywood star, Evelyn Hugo, gives her final interview at the age of 79 to an unknown journalist. You're wondering why that is the whole time. So you know that there's going to be something that you figure out, and the characters mention that throughout the entire book. She's going to find out something at the end. I just prefer, if there's going to be some kind of a twist, I prefer to be completely in the dark about it until I find out in the moment. It's just a little bit more impactful that way in my opinion. That's really the only thing, and again, it may not be that big of a deal to anybody else. It wasn't really a big deal to me. It was just something. If you need a book that you can just breeze through because you are thoroughly entertained the whole time, this is one of those books. I read it so quickly because it is a complete page-turner. Last up for what's good, a song for you guys, New Religion by The Heydays. You can find it on our Typically Peachy What's Good playlist on Spotify. That's it for What's Good. Let's get right into Need to Know Basis. With all of the celebrity news and talk of movies and books, it fits perfectly with the Need to Know Basis topic this week because when I was in Italy, again, in the most idyllic setting, skiing down the mountains, looking all around me at the gorgeous view... I thought to myself, man, this is really like a scene from a movie or a book. And it got me thinking of how special those movie moments are. You guys know what I mean. Those times in life where something you're experiencing seems so ideal that they don't even seem real. Well, then that moment made me want to talk about an idea that I feel like has been floating around for about a year now, maybe a little bit more which is about having main character energy. And I think when you say it out loud, it sounds kind of cheesy to be honest, but when you really think about it, all it is is being the protagonist of your own story, which we all are. If someone were to make a movie about your life, you would be the main character. And I think that that sentiment is really just about remembering that remembering that you are the main character. It's amazing to take care of others and to be concerned about those around you and put them first sometimes. But it's also incredibly important to give yourself some attention to. Giving yourself that energy and permission to put yourself first, I think can really glamorize your life and not in a superficial way, just in how you view the everyday moments and the big moments. And I think what it really comes down to is confidence. Confidence in who you are and how you act and what you love. And for the moments that are small, remembering that you're the principal character can make them a little bit bigger. And then for those moments that are big movie-seeming moments, you should hone in on those great scenes. Lean into how unbelievable they feel. Because even if they feel unreal, they are right in front of you. They're actually happening, and how cool is it to realize that? 
appreciate it, and remember it as being larger than life. So I'm here to remind me and to remind you to be the main character of your best moments. And here you go. I'm going to give you guys a great line. You are the protagonist of the peak. Let that bring you all the way to the top. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Say something nice to a stranger, listen to good music, eat some good food, spend some time with the people that you love. Main character energy. Let's all channel it this week. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 